everybody. Welcome to the Thursday show. My name is Paul Murphy here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name, well, I actually just said that, so I don't have to say that again, but I'm joined by Dustin Henshaw. Hi, Dustin Henshaw. I mean, Paul Murphy. <laughs> and Adam Camilleri. <laughs> Lovely to meet you, sir. What's your name? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is Paul. Thanks for joining us. We do this live. There's no edit here on the live show here at 9 p.m. Thursday. If you're joining us after the fact on the aggregators of the podcast or whatever, please leave us some five-star reviews, maybe not based on that last 30 seconds of content, but on the body of work that we produce. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Uh, here we bring you some of the best tournaments all around the globe. I'm talking about absolute international coverage here from Warhammer 40,000. We have some great things to talk about. Also, before we get started, I want to bring up the fact that the uh, SoCal Open is on the horizon. Tickets going up for sale soon if they aren't already. Uh, Going to have all kind of events outside of Warhammer 40,000 just aren't there for the tournament. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a cool event. I love it when events have these kind of like things that are attached to it and they just kind of make you feel cool, like being around your buddies, doing some stuff, and then also getting to play 40K. Yeah, it's going to be a really good time. Expect uh, SoCal to be on the up and up. It was one of those ones that came around, what, four or five, four, what, four years ago now, five years ago now, then had to take a couple years off. But we always thought it was going to end up being like a 400, 500 player event. Um, like when they launched it, FLG was saying, we expect this to be our second biggest event of the year after LVO. So yeah, get on down to SoCal. Well, at least yeah, check it out. If you can have, if you can make it at all, it is totally worth doing it. I'm on location. I'm currently in at well, Atlanta. That's not really different than where I normally am. Uh, <laughs> strength, not, strength ball. Look, strength, not the strength. This is not the best day. He's feeling pressure because his family's in the room with him, so he's feeling a lot of pressure right now. Give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, actually down in the center of the city is where I normally am. So you can kind of see maybe a little different background. Uh, but yeah, happy to be here. Going to be this weekend, going to be at the Nova Open. Uh, actually leaving here in the morning to get to Nova to stream. So if you want some more 40,000 content, in addition to this, if you're watching us live, tune in tomorrow for the Nova Open. We're, we're actually like, we got we got to actually cast a little little shade here. Because yeah. uh, uh, yeah, didn't do. list all the factions, and so we can't necessarily talk about the event. But it is going to be a, a just an absolute barnstormer of event with a ton of just top contenders in the ITC playing uh, four points over the course of the weekend. And if you want to see some of that content, tune into the various uh, content creators that are going to be streaming from this weekend, including us on the Warhammer TV uh, stream. So you know, looking forward to that. Looking going to be there. It's going to be absolutely awesome. I took tomorrow off so I can watch it. Oh, no pressure. I mean, no pressure. It's, it's not entirely true, but I am going to watch it. I didn't take more off. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Ratcon uh, Game of Westeros. So, so with the Games of Westeros, I, I kind of wanted to use that as almost an excuse to like ask, like, is it cool to wear our Game of Thrones like swag Stuff again? Can, no, I don't yeah. know. I, I can't trust it. We got to wait a few weeks before we can uh, we can tell. But you know, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Games of Westeros, uh, and then. Uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, GT Catalunya. Yeah, which is a, a Teams event in Spain. Uh, for 200 players at that one. Oh, wow. So that's going to be pretty saucy. We did want to, of course, we always want to cover the biggest event of the weekend, which this weekend is Nova. But like Paul said, there was about half the factions not listed. The lists are still locked. There's just there's just nothing for us to, to see there yet. So uh, unfortunately, they didn't make the cut. Um but yeah, I understand Nova's been taken over by a new crew this year, so hopefully things will go off uh, smoothly, apart from the representation on the Thursday show. Y'all know it's going to be great. You know it's going to be. It's one of those destination events. You're going to want to check it out. Keep it on your radar. Uh, you know, People are going to be covering it, but it, during the course of this show, we're going to be talking about the events. You know, Again, all over the world, it's going to be amazing. The first one we're going to talk about is uh, the Ratcon from, was it Ballarat, Victoria in Australia? Did I get Correct. that stuffed? Did I say that right? Is that like, nah, did you put the street right. name in the name of it too? Is that what Ballarat Perfect. is? Or? Ballarat's a town. Uh, it's, it's about it's it's a, it's an old gold mining town, Ned Kelly country. It's about an hour and fifteen minutes away from where I'm sitting right now. I'll be headed oh. there this afternoon for this event. It's and very local. Yeah, it's, it's good. I, well, I used to I used to live there. I lived there for about five years before I moved back into Melbourne during COVID. And uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an awesome event. Been looking forward to this one all year. 78 players, five round event. Uh, what kind of, what are we going to see from the army list that are there? Let's see. In the Imperials Perfection, there's three Sisters of Battle, three Custodes, three Admech, six Astra Militarum. 
wow, what is what is happening down there? I can't, exp- I can't explain any of that. Wow. You can't explain, explain it? You no, can't? No, no idea why, it's the, why there's six of them. Wow. Three Grey Knights, two Imperial Knights, Space Marines, there's four Dark Angels, one Space Wolf, two Blood Angels, one Salamander, one Imperial Fist, one Iron Hand. Chaos, there's eight Chaos Space Marines, three T-Suns, six Death Guard, one Demon, four Renegade Knights. The Xeno Superfaction, there's five Necrons, three Orcs, five Tau. Oh my god, is it about to happen? Hive Mind, there's four Tyranids. It is about to happen. Eldari, there's two Drakari, one Harlequin, three Assyriani, and two Ianari. That means... First on the podium is Chaos Space Marines. Then Death Guard and Astra Militarum are mm-hmm. second. This is and then not only is it the other, it's the other side of the world and the other side of the meta. It's really it's is, the uh, opposite meta. All what those gains, on? all those gains that Australia made by winning the WTC and being like made relevant <laughs> and being like a seriously taken meta out the window. Just, just Dude, see you later. They're saying like, <laughs> well, we do what we want. We're champions of the world. We do what we want. Yeah. We take what we want. <laughs> We can do you know? whatever we want now. We can take six Ash Militarum to an 80 player event. It's fine. Don't worry. Never, hey, seen, no, never like, heard of they're it. They're going to bring those things. Listen, everybody's going to be watching. Like, oh, Ash Militarum are the new meta. We should all be taking them. We're going to start seeing Ash Militarum everywhere now after this it's, weekend. It's so good. Um, I do want to throw some shade. On my, uh, as you can see, uh, we've got a lovely new format for you guys for your viewing experience. Hopefully, this is far more easy for you guys to disseminate the information. But. The players at this event have brought shame upon my house because almost a third of them didn't list their faction. And I, I, I was most bad. of them took guard. Was, <laughs> most of them took guard. I didn't want to say it. they were too ashamed. Although one guy was just like Katachan Jungle Fighters as his faction. I was like, Paula, you're you're a lad. You're a lad. Uh, so top players in attendance. We got a couple. We got a couple of the top uh, the top ten in Australia in attendance here. First and foremost of those is Mr. Matt Morisoli. Ranked number three in the South Pacific, he's playing Drakari. He's playing Artist of Flesh, uh, Blackheart, Test of Skill, Precise Killers as his three-pack for his triple patrol. Uh, this is the list he took to WTC, and I, I just talked to him literally this morning. He's going to pick me up, and we're going to drive to the event this afternoon. And he said, I couldn't be bothered unpacking my army and packing a new one, so I just took the same list that I had I can respect that. Get back in Europe. Exactly There's right. something about <laughs> a main army list with all the models painted. You're like, you know what? How, how bad could I do? And you know it's good. Like, you just play it yeah. at the top level. You know it's good. I just keep it in the box. Continue. Um, but his list is, like I said, a triple patrol. The first of which is uh, the Artist of Flesh. It has uh, Drizar, three into five racks, two into five grotesques, and a single venom. And then he has a patrol, which is the Test of Skill and Precise Killers. Succubus, ten Blood Brides, five Incubi, and two units of seven Hellions. And then lastly, we have the Black Heart portion, which is an Archon, another unit of five racks, two into five Incubi, two units of three Ravers, and three raiders uh this is just a good list guys it's heavy MSU. y'all know i'm a fan of the hellions i mean the, as far as like what they can bring to the table as far as like tech pieces you know i'm a fan of that i like seeing yeah. two units of them i think it's a choice uh, that definitely plays well in a team format curious as to how it's going to perform in a singles environment legitimately he needs them though there's it's actually enough planes in the meta at the moment that especially in singles if you can't go out and charge a plane essentially the planes go first alpha strike your dark lances and then you can't kill them the planes just like table you over two or three turns um and so having the hellions actually gives us a fair bit of redundancy and of course they got that fast push um by themselves they can really turn um tyranid and asirani games um, on their heads and go and win them for you so i'm a mm-hmm. big fan of the hellions um the ravers is the one i don't exactly get but i know it's a very good list and matt's a very good player um i figure like one unit's enough to get the the strat off so i don't know what the second one's doing but there must be something there i'm not saying to do the strat twice to this well tune to hellions tune into ravers yeah yeah i mean look having having that that built in a little bit of redundancy and also yeah because in, in the games you don't go first you still want to have the ability to do what you do uh chat the chat is uh disappearing for me i don't know if uh if it's tech going, can do anything about that on the, on the back side of things but if you said something and i missed it, i want to let you know that i've you might have to say it twice uh because i normally like to call out chat because we have a very active live community mm-hmm. here again if you listen to it after the fact we have a great uh live community that, that answers questions contributes and is a part of the show we appreciate each and every week it's just not behaving right now. Oh, uh, so no, let everybody know what's up. It's showing up. It just doesn't stay on our screen it does, permanently. Like it yeah, it goes away really quickly. Like it lasted like a minute, maybe. So We're going to fix it, but I just want to let the folks listening and then also the folks that are tuning in live, maybe for the first time, what's happening so they can see it on the back end. But, you know, we're going to 
hopefully get it fixed and keep on going. Uh, just know that you can tune in and be a part of this show live each and every week on Thursdays at night. So we do want to talk Beautiful. to you. So please keep we talking do. to us. Yes. Uh, next top player in attendance is uh, Dean Sinbeck, ranked number six in the South Pacific. This guy is the guy who runs Blog for the Blood God, if you know it on YouTube or many other places um he's playing chaos space marines he's playing alpha legion he has a battalion and a supreme command which of course means uh abaddon but his battalion is a demon prince with wings which i've called a fly rinse just to piss <laughs> off dustin um then he has a dark apostle master of possession is he twitching uh yeah uh, master of possession two units of 10 <laughs> cultists five uh legionaries 10 terminators two units of 10 warp talons Two singular blitz, and yeah, like I said, uh, big old despoiler, a badden. Two to ten warp talons is really the secret sauce uh, for Dean's list. I wonder if you guys know quite know how it works. Warp talons or the list in general? Uh, I think the warp talons in the Alpha Legion, because apart from that, it's pretty, it's it's fairly conventional. But the warp talons really let you go from zero to one hundred turn one. Because you get to, you get so they have a redeploy and then they have a scout move. So and then he's actually, I think the mad lad is actually planning to take the Alpha Legion secondary in a couple of missions and try and pull it off. Because the the warp talons can deny fallbacks. So ten warp talons go into your lines and tap everything to deny some fallbacks, stop some shooting. Another ten go and try and do the secondary. Or if he can't take the secondary, he just swamps you with. 10 so what's the secondary in this case? Because that's actually one of the things that it matters. It's because you know you you can take some what might be less optimal list choices conventionally yep. at least or whatever but because you've got a strong ability to score points during the course of the tournament so the the secondary is extremely hard to do you have to have an uh, active unit do an action on an objective and that to survive through your opponent's turn but if they do that objective becomes inert for your opponent they can't do they can't hold primary they can't raise a banner on it, it no longer exists it only exists for you, the Alpha Legion player, and no longer exists for your opponent. So it's extremely powerful if you can pull it off, but it's so stupidly hard to do. Because as soon as you try, as soon as you start that action, your opponent's going to go rabid to try and kill that unit and stop it. Um, Dustin, are you familiar with this? Because this, this, this is like this seems like Gene Steeler cult tech, is what it is. <laughs> Awfully insidious. It is insidious. I actually like the the plan behind this because it really messes with a lot of people's plans. Like the way that uh, it'll actually interact to stop them from doing things, even just going to get his points is going to screw with the enemy. And a lot of the enemy armies, some armies won't care, but like Jesus, they're calling, you know, we have blips, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. And everybody else, you know, it actually, it, it can block off movement. If you don't have a lot of fly, like they can do a lot of jank with this. It's not just mm. killy. It's tech. And it's, I actually really like it. I, I like this list a lot. I think it's going to do really well. And it's going to catch a lot of people off guard. Well, they, one of the things I would say about, um, about CSM is they're not a everything in my army is quick. It's like one or two units per turn get to be fast, either through advance and charge with Slanesh or whatnot, mm -hmm. or they've just got like some, a couple of speed units of Raptors or Warp Talons. But when you have a whole army that can scout move and redeploy, um, it, it, it turns up the pressure a lot, especially on people's expectations of what they're going to get with the list. Um, the, so yeah, the another strong internet contender. told me that obliterators are not good. What's going on? <laughs> Um, I, 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 I don't know if they're bad or good. I don't think they're good for the points. I think they're necessary because CSM don't have a better option. And also, yeah. do you strike? I mean, you think they're trying to utilize some, uh, some, uh, you know, deployment things here? Yeah. Yeah, I think Dean just wants something he can deep strike into his opponent or, or something really stupid durable he can just have sitting on a backfield objective that you can't just go and pick up with another small trading piece. Like a mm -hmm. singular blit in cover on an objective Firstly, it can shoot relevant shots, and secondly, it can't be removed easily. Um, yeah, that's even, true, actually. It, it's actually really quite hard, if, especially in Dean's list when he wants to push 80% of it. Just having single obliterator sitting on his backfield objective yep. supported by 10 cultists, so much harder to contend with that with that mm -hmm. lineup. I um, think it's actually like one of the two things, one of the two ways you run obliterators right now is in like single man units to use them exactly like Adam's saying right now, or you take them in the full size units, but don't use them as shooting units. You use them as aggressive shooting and combat units because they're decent in close combat too. They're, good. they're durable. They're good like, in close combat, man. They're not they're, just they're, shooting. They're, yeah. just, they're just the best shooting that they have, but they're also yeah. good in combat. So yeah. I think that's just how you need to use them that way. And what you're talking about with just only one or one will be able to advance a charge, that kind of thing, it's it's all they need. Speaking from like a G-Circle perspective, like I have that ability to just make one advance a charge with a strat. I have one to do with a, a power and you only need the one turn to do it with, with all the Acolytes. Oh, sorry. Sorry. We're talking about with like, Florence's my 
walkalites. That's right. So <laughs> when I do that with all my walkalites, then I can actually advance one, and I, it, it still creates the pressure, gives you the threat range that you need. Uh, I can't believe I just did that. I just screwed myself. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I I really like this. <laughs> Uh, you played yourself. I played myself, and I'm gonna the next regret list it. We have uh, what I think heralded it was what one of the coolest dudes ever. Uh, yeah. So uh, I I was looking through a bunch of lists, and I I wanted to pull out because it's such a wonky meta. I looked through a bunch of the guard lists, and I was like, ah, there's a couple of brigades in there. They're pretty cool, I guess. But then one lad's list slapped me in the face. There was one mad lad, Mr. Stephen Paul. A Chad of the Imperium, a baller <laughs> of the Australian meta. I've never met him before. If I have, Shot I, I'm caller. sorry. You're going to be uh, him this weekend, right? He's pretty much the coolest dude ever. He's playing Imperial Fists, and his list is so god-awful. Remember that guy from the UK where we called that his Imperial Fists list because it was hilarious? It was all firstborn. Because he had like de- like 10 Devastators, two squads of 10 Devastators, and Torgaradon uh, or whatever. He- him and Stephen Paul were separated at birth through some accident, and they are just they are just on the same wavelength. They are just two peas of a pod. Uh, this gentleman is running a single battalion detachment. He's got a Libby and Terminator armor, Primaris Chappie on bike, the chin of the Imperium, Torgaridon himself. Oh, there you go. There's Torgaridon, yep. Uh, five infiltrators, two units of five tactical marines. I'm a little sad he doesn't have, like, Laz Plaz in there, but, you know, here we are. Um, <laughs> Plasma pistols and... Uh, four assault centurions. Four Assault Centurions, not five, not six, four. Ten Terminators, a Primaris Apothecary, five Scouts, three Eradicators, a Drop Pod, which I'm not convinced he can put anything good in. I don't think there's anything... Say, what's that... going in that? I was I was of the same opinion. I was like, he's got a Drop Pod, and I think he's putting Tactical Marines in it, because I, yeah. I can't see anything else. Um, I learned Speed of Storm in a Rhino. And I, I looked at this list, and I'm like, you're a mad dog. I'm putting you on the show. Thank you very much, Stephen Paul. Yeah. <laughs> It is kind of annoying, though, if you were to drop a drop pod on an objective or something, and it just yeah, just an empty pod. Yeah, not yeah, exactly. Not, yeah. This is just eighty points of maybe I get twelve points of maybe it gets me. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it does something. Or uh, behind enemy lines, it's just a drop pod behind enemy lines. Two points. I mean, go go and kill it to stop. Me. I don't hate it when I look at the list as a total, as a sum total of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just love the list. I looked at it, I'm like, none of it makes sense. I, I adore it. You're going on the show. Look, if anybody knows in the chat what's happening, let us know. Please tell I mean, us. I mean, sh- I'm not convinced he knows what's going on. But I, I, I love this. I'm going to buy him a drink. You don't buy see him a this, drink this weekend without a plan. It is sometimes you just roll it to the table like, well, I guess I put Torgaridon and... Can Torgaridon... Can he go into a drop pod? Primaris, no. (laughs) (laughs) Two squads. Two squads of the five, you know? Those pack breeds, that's where it is. That's an an obsec bomb. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Keep keep your opponent guessing. That's it. That's That's how you win games. I do like the Storm and the Scouts. I I, I like Storms and Scouts. That's just a thing I think is good. Um, I I think it's a good little bit of disruption, and um, we'll get you points in missions. But yeah, uh, moving on, I think we're going to be hard-pressed to see. So there is a couple other very strong players in attendance here, one of of course being uh, Jeremy Martino, who again played for Team Australia playing Sisters. He's playing his same list, almost his same list as well. I think he dropped the Triumph of St. Catherine in lieu of just more stuff. Uh, I think took Celestine and maybe... uh, That's more conventional, though. That that is what... I haven't seen a Triumph in a while, actually. It yeah, in teams, it's it's good because it just gives you the six um, to make to make sure you got more reliable charges from reserve, which is essentially what he was doing with it. Um, but yeah, he's another strong contender that I need to point out. Uh, but yeah, he just had a very boring list, so I didn't put on the show. Um, who's That's winning, been... boys? Yeah, this is the point where we talk about who, what faction is going to take it down. We know, what faction you. or what player? That's one of this is what we talk about. I would not be surprised to see, of course, to see Matt win this. He's obviously the strongest player in attendance. Um, but skewing Matt, I would love to see CSM like crush like multiple parts of the top five. I'd like to see, with eight players in attendance, I want to see CSM start put a stamp on this meta and be like f- like second and third or or first and fifth, something like that. It's so, it's so tough, dude. It's tough. Dustin, what do you think? I feel Necrons. All it's, safe, it's reliable. Nice. Good old safe. That means I got to make a risky pick. Getting the grounds. I was going to say Astro Militarum because there's so many of them. Like the odds are in my favor, but yeah, it's, it's still <laughs> Astro Militarum is the only time when the odds aren't in your favor. Yeah, <laughs> for now, for now. Uh, I'm going to make a risky pick and say Grey Knights. 
Fair. Not, not a bad call. I noticed some very strong Tyranny players in attendance as well. Like, three of the four Tyranny players in attendance are genuine, like, monsters. Uh, on I, I just think that everyone has Tyranny's figured out. So, in, in a developed meta... It's true. I, I mean, look, I, you know, as someone who can get, you know, d- demolished by Tyranids, like, it can happen, you know, but I think that <laughs> folks have Tyranids figured out now. So, so, some of the things that people may have been concerned about, they either have an answer for or know to avoid. And that's part of, you know, winning games. Like, I'm just not going to engage on their terms. I'm going to figure out different terms and people know what their terms are. Yeah, I mean, that's totally fair. They're very, they're quite predictable now, and what what they're going to do game by game. Especially now, everyone just essentially just takes Leviathan. If people started breaking up more, we saw more Kraken, more Behemoth, um, or even more Yormungandr, it would really start to, to mess with people um, yeah. and what they expect from that matchup. I've seen a couple of Hydras that actually have some. Play. I want to see more Hydra. Hydra, I think, is the most exciting. Apart from Kraken, is possibly the most exciting way to play the army. Hydra, you can you can play Gene Steelers again. You absolutely yes. yeah, actually make Gene Steelers look good. Anyway, what's our next event, boys? It's the Games of Westeros. Uh, what is that? 12? 12. Yeah. Uh, Vasteris, Sweden. And look, I, I don't. I, I assume I, there's some has to be some connection <clears throat> to the name of this event, to uh, the cultural phenomenon that was Game of Thrones. And I'm going to use this platform to be like, yo, just wait a couple of weeks before you start breaking out your t-shirts and, and naming your kids, <laughs> you, know, you know, and that kind of stuff. We don't know. What's, yeah. We don't know. It's too soon. It's too soon. Yeah. Uh, but this is a 97 player five round event. We know put on some, by some cool folks, uh, listeners of the show. We appreciate it. What are we going to see there? We're going to see in the Imperial faction, there are five Sisters of Battle, five Custodes, two Admac, two Astro Militarum, one Grey Knight, seven Imperial Knights, Space Marines, there's two Space Wolves, five Blood Angels, one Ultramarine, one Salamander, one White Scarred, one Death Watch, Chaos Superfection, there's 12 Chaos Space Marines, four T-Suns, three Death Guard, two Demons, and three Renegade Knights. Xenos, there's 10 Necrons, six Orcs, two Tau. Hivebind, there's six Tyranids and two Genes to their cult. All right, all right. Eldari Super Faction, there's two Drakari, six Harlequins, and six Suryani, meaning the faction podium rounds it off. Chaos Space Marines topping off again with 12. Necrons in second with 10. And then Orcs, Suryani, Harlequin, and Tyranids tied with six in third. That's a interesting spread. It's people been fans of chaos forever. They want it to be. They want it. Yeah. They want to I mean, play it. They want to play it so bad. Is it all bark and no bite? Much like, you know, Horace. Well, the bite in combat is absolutely there. The bite from range, not so much. <laughs> it's it's a well, close combat army in a trading meta, so it's good. But it's not like a pick up and win army. Like it's definitely it's it's a skill skill based army. But with the way you have to play it right now, because like I said, you're playing a close combat focused army in a meta that's based on trading for objectives for units right now. You do have a lot of good durability options though. Like that's why you see a lot of Terminator bricks in the chaos list, right? Because they need that durability to be able to push forward and not care. And uh, Chat's popping off. Thank you so much for, for joining us, guys. Much appreciated. Yeah, 12 out of uh, just under 100. So it's over 10% um, uh, CSM. So whether whether, you, whether you're aware of them or not, whether you rate them or not, you should have a plan. <laughs> yes, that, that, that's a great point. Is that you will encounter them, especially over a multi-round event. You are going to like, not make it out of this event without playing Cast Base Marines. It doesn't seem like. Agreed. Um, top top players in attendance. Rickard Nilsson, number four in Scandinavia, is here playing. He is a Admech specialist. A pretty, I think he's building up Tau slowly on the sidelines. Um, he's playing Admech, of course. He's got a Lucius Skitari veteran cohort, single battalion detachment. He's got a techno-archaeologist, Ma- a martial dominus manipulus. And then he's just full horde, boys. Uh, four units of 20 rangers, two units of 20 vanguard for the full 120 little, you know, binary boys. Um, and he's got two by five uh, infiltrators and three Cerberus raiders. Uh, what do we make of that? Looks like old style uh, Manny ad mech list, right? No chickens, no planes. Where's he doing? Where's he doing his uh, his vehicle killing? He's just going to be is, like throwing. Is three dice. Cerberus Raiders enough though? Because that's one of those things to where you need to kind of put them. Maybe it is. Maybe it is is specifically enough. The minimum amount yeah. is to because the the way this list worked in the past, you know, with with very talented generals was just I'm going to get one round where you don't score any points and I score all the points and then I just win. 
Yes, yeah. In addition to that, when you try and close with these big bricks that are shooting you off the table, I play keep away because my service raiders are playing keeper. I get getting in the way, bouncing in, bouncing out, closing you down. So maybe he's realized that just one unit is enough to match with one of his opponent's plans, and that's enough to get him over the line. Uh, and if that's the case, then yeah, so much the better. I don't, I don't like that this has no melee. In, in, a, in exactly what Dustin described as a melee trading meta, this list has no melee, but what it does have is surprisingly durable units. Every single thing in this army has a 5 plus invulnerable save. So anytime you think you know the, the, what it, the math is on removing a 20-man, it's just not going to be correct. Can't their armor get better? It's been so long since I've played against them, it's like, but can't they just pick around where their armor just gets a little bit better? Uh, yeah, for, yeah, for sure. And, and Lucius goes a long way to making them feel a lot more durable as well. And of course, with 120 models of Obsec, you're like, well, if you don't kill me, I just hold the objectives over you and who cares? So I, there is I think too. this list just die, if, with one round of engineered points denial and then another round of, com, of, of just basically I'm going to make it where if I get slightly lucky, you don't kill anything. Hmm. That's, that's two rounds of no, your opponent's just not scoring points yeah it's just not doing anything brutal it's, it's correct yeah um all right next top player attendance uh martin uh, hulgren number seven in scandinavia playing Tan asurani single battalion detachment this is quite spicy this is a this is just a, like a bit of everything he's got baharoth farsia skyrunner three into five rangers six star avengers five fire dragons five howling banshees five striking scorpions two into three shining spears six warp spiders two single d cannon support batteries a crimson hunter exarch and a wave serpent this is the this is the Tan full spread uh, with so the Beltan allows them to re-roll, I think a hit and a wound, right? So that gives a lot of yeah. reliability to the Crimson Hunter Exarchs and the D cannons. So that's why they're single or single units, right? So they just yeah. get that uh, reliability. That way, you don't need to worry about giving them any kind mm -hmm. of re-rolls because they already have it. Yeah, and there's there's the only thing he's got two of apart from troop choices is shining spears. Like he hasn't spammed anything. And what I love to see, no swooping <clears throat> hawks, which I think swooping hawks are. Not as good as they were, but they're still very takeable. Um, like I see people taking 20 now. I'm like, ah, it's probably too much. But to take zero, that's a confidence pick. And to take double Shining Spears, which we have not seen really any Shining Spears after. Well, there was like three months where you always saw just the one unit of Shining Spears to basically mm. make the, the Exarch like a junior Autark. Autark, yeah. Yeah, they're still like they're good trading units, and plus in Bill Ten, again, they're more reliable because even those little shots are going to be doing a lot more damage than they normally would. So they can actually trade, go get their speed up there to maybe steal an objective from something that's weak, holding get into a backline, get some engage, maybe. Like they have a lot of options. They're good. Uh, they're good versatile units. And as pointed out by Tamagotchi Express, he's, he's lined up pretty well to do the Aspect Warrior secondary. Oh, for In sure. addition to the Ranger secondary as well, which got a little bit better also. So he's got a couple of different secondary options on top of others. Um, this is one of the <coughs> few Asurani lists I've seen with a single caster, like one caster. So we'll see if that becomes an issue uh, that, for him down the road. That's the impact of what? Uh, what is it? The Psychic Storm? Oh. Yeah, I mean, planning planning for the fact that holding the middle of the table to do psychic secondaries isn't isn't that reliable at the moment, especially with so many armies trading in the middle now, like just pushing two thousand points in the middle and trading. Um, so, what psychic secondaries are you going to take? If he's not planning to take any, then don't take multiple psychers. Just take your doom, and you're good to go. Yeah, good good call. All right. What's next? Last, lastly, we have I have a special for you guys because there's 12 Chaos Space Marine players and there was eight in a previous event. I decided to do a little Chaos Marine meta breakdown for games of Westeros exclusively. So of the 12 Chaos Space Marine lists, I did my own little breakdown of what was in there, what they took, what sub-factions, and here I have for your viewing pleasure. Um, so sub-faction-wise, of the 12 lists, five of them are Black Legion. Three of them are Emperor's Children, and then we have singles of Night Lords, Creations of Bile, World Word Bearers, and World Eaters. So pretty interesting there. I think, in fact, I'm missing. Yeah, there's 12, and I think I've only got 11 listed there. No, I've got 12 listed there. It's fine. Um, but yeah, oh, almost half a Black Legion. I don't know what you guys make of Black Legion at the moment, but I would not have expected that. I would have expected Emperor's Children numbers are about, about right, but I would have expected more Word Bearers, um, possibly. It's actually surprising that there aren't more word bearers. I think word bearers are one of the better ones for sure, especially in the but, meta. Right but it's now. if you have the models. I think word bearers need a certain like 
They need to possess. Grouping sure. of models. They need to possess, yeah. And if yeah, you don't have those, then, you, then you're probably going to go to another faction. I think there's also some convenience of like, I've, I've got Abaddon. I mean, I might as well play Black Legion because that sounds good. You know, I'm mm. actually surprised we don't see more creations of Bile. That too, that too, especially with like what Dustin described, the meta Creations of Bile is like the the meta buster against mm-hmm. the the Blood Angels, the, the Sisters, the Necrons, or the merely trading armies because they, they just don't trade. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Um, but yeah, Black Legion being a, an overabundance here, I, f- I find them to be the most, I guess, uh, air quotes, flexible with their, their secondary choices and their... Um, their stratagems that turn off obsec strat like your army is no longer obsec good sir but but mine is is it can just be a game winner uh and to my mind if you had the cp in the bank almost guarantees you get a 12 on the bottom of turn uh and so i think that is very powerful in and of itself and of course you get the full payload from abaddon of which there are seven there are 12 lists and i was more surprised at the fact there was less than 12 abaddons i thought at less than 10 abaddons <laughs> less than 10 the 12 lists <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean that is i mean that, that is a lower percentage than I'd, i would expect like if you would have said you know like blind call how many abaddons there are i'd say 10 i would have said 10 out 10, of 10 out of 12 yeah, yeah exactly right yeah has this surprised you much dustin not having as many abaddons it does and it doesn't because i'm of the i'm a genius to the call player okay i'm i like taking more stuff instead of bigger more durable better stuff he's 300 so, points yeah. he's 50 bucks i mean like this like everything <laughs> lines up to like and he's got great rules it's like what on earth do you not like about this? i didn't say i didn't like him oh, i'm just okay. saying good okay good we're gonna be friends him. Yeah, yeah like no he's 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 close enough to an auto include that i would agree that like if, if we were going to blind pick i'd say 10 out of 12 would have taken him for sure but i'm just giving credit to the people that didn't take him there is thought and reason that you wouldn't do it yeah you're probably um, wrong but there is thought and reason <laughs> to do it in in this better right in this meta right now i think about is absolutely amazing i think there's a meta on the horizon down the road around the corner where he might not be the best pick for you mm-hmm. um so the next next thing i looked at was how many of these lists had terminators had the mm-hmm. the, the uh, seven of them had the 10 pack of terminators three of them had five one of them even had two units of five um and so uh, that's 10 of the 12 had some unit had some units of terminators and seven of the 12 had the full 10 pack um surprisingly correlating with the same amount of abattons um which i thought was also interesting <laughs> there's there's some relation there that we... there is a little bit <laughs> uh, the next stat i looked at was uh total number possessed there are 11 possessed units um across this most of all been taking you know when you take one usually you take two or take three there are a couple lists that don't have any i mean there's one that is a very mechanized list with um a bunch of forge fiends and venom whatever they're called venom crawlers that's trying to go for a bit more of a, a shooty option but yeah apart from that most of the list had a a if not two units had three units if i had one unit they usually had two or three is what i'm trying to say next up i looked at the number of blitz because i found there to be more than i thought but then once i broke it down there actually wasn't that many there's a total of 13 obliterators not number of units 13 obliterators total. and total there's one jet who's taken uh the most was five was taken in one list a unit of three and a unit of two then there's a couple of singles here a couple units had a single unit of th- a couple of armies had a single unit of three so not not greatly or not too crazy uh, with that the next thing i looked at was which detachments were getting taken because i wanted to break down whether or not this is a battalion army whether or not it's vanguards or outriders or whatnot and it's pretty much it is a battalion army uh, of course there are seven abaddons so there are seven supreme commands and then over part that apart from one list that took a vanguard every other army was a battalion um, at least in some way shape or form and then there was one super heavy auxiliary and then i had to put in the number of corn lords of skulls because there was one <laughs> <laughs> that's look and people have been believers of that large skulls so look what's going to win this tournament oh sorry i got one more thing to ask you guys oh, oh. which sub factions list had the lord of skulls in it which so oh, this is this is, it has to be a trick this has to which be one trick. which one was it a black legion a night lords or an empress no, children no, or no, no, on, what is on. it who took one yeah, yeah. i got my uh, guess okay yeah. Should I should I be wrong first, or you want to? You be wrong first, then I'll be wrong second. Okay. I'm gonna say Night Lords. Nope, Dustin. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Word Bearers. Correct. Yeah, as the Word Bearers. 
I thought it could have been any. It could literally have been any, realistically. Yeah. But Word Bearers made the most sense to me, seeing as there wasn't an Iron Iron Warriors. If, it was, if there was one Iron Warriors, it'd been like, bang, it's in there. Oh, it, um, I was actually looking for the Iron Warriors, but I didn't see it, so then I went. There wasn't one. Yeah, the, the Word Bearers makes the, the second most sense, but it could be any. It could really, really could have been any. Oh, it could work in any. For sure, in three of those actually works. Like, in a, yeah, you could you could not Im- be, take three of those Lord of Skulls, figure out some stuff to go around, and you wouldn't embarrass yourself in a tournament. You would definitely not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to your question, Matt. Who's winning this? What do we think, boys? I mean, I want to say Lord of Skulls, but <laughs> <laughs> then do it. Uh, you know what? Word bearers, Lord of Skulls. Let's go. Let's do it. He's doing it. He's going all yeah. the way. I'm I'm going Necrons with this. I think there's just too many of them uh, in this in this event, and I think this region plays very methodically, which lays into a Necron style. And I think Necrons going to take it down. There is one Grey Knight. He's my boy. I don't know who okay. he is. I don't know what he's running, but he's my. You don't boy. even know what he's running, but doesn't matter. No idea. It doesn't matter. Probably got it figured out. Took all those yeah. weird weapons that don't you don't see very often. It's it was the mad lad from you know two years ago running a Storm Raven again. <laughs> Yeah, it's the window. What are we? The window, yeah. Oh, that window is tight. That, that window has been super glued shut and nailed. Uh, what's our last event? The next event we've got is we the... Oh, I'm totally going to butcher this, but the GT in Catalonia. Oh, this is in Barcelona, Spain? Is that... It is, yeah. Okay, all right, nice. All right. This is a team event. Okay, but before we get into this, let's actually get to do a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, please check out check out the, uh, the word here and also check out the website. You won't regret it. We'll see you on a second. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. We are back, everybody, talking about Catalonia, Barcelona, Spain. This Grand is tournament. This is a team tournament, and there is like I'm telling you, there's a ton of players. Like you know, seeing the international community, just know the volume and awesomeness of the players from this region is cool. Like I'm, I'm, I admire everything in the, in this region for for the players. I- and- the Iberian Peninsula is like a hotbed. Is one of the the like for the centers of the game. Um, like over and above, I want to know how many players there are like in Spain, and I want to know if it's more or less than UK. Like per capita, they've got to be one of the highest in the world. Like, yeah, they do great per- stuff over there. Like, if you're if you're a fan of that region, or you know, just want to pe- pop in and see what's happening on, there's mm-hmm. plenty of things that you can do to kind of check in and see what's happening there. Uh, but it, it, it's awesome. But this, you know, we we love team events on this show for sure. Yeah, so we've got forty teams of five players, so about two hundred nerds are going to pack into this. Yeah, maybe one ninety nine. There might be one cool. Then a whole team can't play. Then a whole team can't play. If it's ninety nine, it goes down to one hundred ninety five. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So like one person ruins the whole two hundred nice, neat, tidy package. Don't be that Uh, guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. With forty teams again, you will not see any more than forty of any of these. Not that that normally happens. It's a five round event too. That that's that's important to to figure out, especially with this many teams. It's like there's a strategy involved in how you come about approaching this event. Mm -hmm. Forty teams is uh, 
That's a lot. Holy crap. Okay. So the Imperial, we are going to see 16 Sisters of Battle. No real surprise there, not being up there. 13 Custodes, 4 Admech, 4 Astro Militarum, 9 Grey Knights, and 11 Imperial Knights. Space Marines are 6 Dark Angels, 7 Space Wolves, 4 Blood Angels, 2 Salamanders, 3 Black Templar, 1 Raven Guard, 1 White Guard, 1 Iron Hand. Yeah. Get out of here. Space Wolves taking over in Spain, man. Blood Angels ain't nothing here. (laughs) Chaos, there's six Chaos Space Marines, 13 T-Suns, and 16 Death Guard. Europeans love their love Death the Guard. Look, if, if I could tell you anything of knowing, like looking at the stats each and every week, you are 100% correct. <laughs> uh, one demon, 12 renegade knights, Xenos, there's 60 Necrons. Again, no surprise with all these ones that are up on the faction podium right now. 11 orcs, 6 Tau. Hive Mind, there's 15 Tyranids. Yep. Eldari, there's four Drakari, six Harlequins, 13 Asuriani. That's a little uh, that's a little higher right. than I expected. Mm. Two Yanari. So that means the faction podium is Sisters, Death Guard, and Necrons, all of the top 16. No surprise, but any of those are all phenomenal team lists, as well as Tyranids in second with 15, and then T-Sends in third with 13. Was, was, I always wanted to go and read their players pack, and I was expected to open it in the front page to say, no one can have more than 16 factions. The first people to list 16, the first 16 people it, to take sisters, there's no more than that. You that's fill it. up the cup. Yeah, yeah you gotta... can't have any more, just overflow. Yeah, you get relegated it. to playing Gene Sealer Cults if you're the <laughs> exactly 17th right. Space Wolf player. Uh, What's wrong yeah, with that? Is... That means that guy's a winner. So somebody's just pointed out, Jaime, Jaime Paris uh, is one of the best Space Wolves players in the world. He comes from Spain. And somebody's saying that maybe he started a little bit of a movement over uh, there, a little, little Space Wolf resurgence. That's probably true. That's cool. Space Wolves got a lot of tricks. And if you if you know exactly when to pop them out and use them and stuff, it's you, you flip more games than you would have won otherwise. So mm-hmm. that's um, cool. So, yeah, this is a pretty interesting lineup. Now, of course, uh, not being from Spain, I usually lean on some mates over there to say, uh, who, who, are the, who are the players or who are the teams to look out to? And I know I know one of them by name and reputation. This is uh, Feel No Pain 7 Plus, or FNP 7 Plus is the name of their team. And I know these guys have won it in the past or, or are one of the top teams in the area. Um, and then I pulled out one more team that just had an interesting lineup I thought was worth discussing. Um, now, we're trying to do, we're trying to do the uh, visual experience uh, explanation for teams a little bit differently we found it a little bit clunky it draws on a little bit too too long especially explaining five lists so we're literally just doing a single sentence there's nuance to teams list that necessarily you won't necessarily get to um benefit you know in a singles list you know so again we want to make it exciting but also illustrating what folks have at these events because there's a lot of strategy and and, exactly right and method that goes into a team list and I found that we were we were half-assing it either way rather than whole-assing it either way, like on one side or the other. We were trying to give you detail but not give you the the, t- the team's tech that makes it good. And so we might as well give you stuff all and just give you the, the clean lines and just talk about the factions from a top-down rather than trying to go in and pick through all the, the little bits and pieces because we ain't got time for that. But y'all so, let us know what you want to see. Maybe we try to get stuff in the show notes. Pick those moles if you want us to. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) So first team in attendance, uh, Feel No Pain 7+. Their five pack consists of Chaos Space Marines, which is Creations of Bile, and it's actually a full MSU list. Like, uh, I think it's two by five uh, Terminators, three units of five Possessed, three units of five Warp Talons. It's like full MSU. Um, Then they have a Sisters, which is just Bloody Rose, good stuff. Uh, So is their Tyranids, which is Leviathan, just good stuff. Uh, Their Necrons is quite interesting. It is Nova and they've got 40 flayed ones and then four melee bombs as in two score packs oh, and two look at those champions ones. putting together those flayed ones i know you uh adam you have a story about putting together flayed ones about how don't. it's like you get yourself just don't yeah get a gold star yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh literally get necron warriors put put some pva glue on them and just roll them in glitter i don't know silver <laughs> glitter they'll look like blades and crap it'll be better than you and you'll save hours of your life you hang uh, some baloney on them or something so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not bad, actually you know they, they might they might uh they might smell after a while though so you gotta change it over every couple of months mm-hmm. um last thing last list in their five pack is tau and this is the this is what i've been starting to call the tau list of twos because it has two of everything two commanders two to crisis tunes to hat two hammer two bombers and so that is their five pack boys so csm sisters necrons tyrannies and tau and i think you'd be hard pressed to find a better lineup um to my mind how do you guys feel about it no i think you nailed it i think this is actually the but the only one that it's 
the only one that I would even switch at all, and I wouldn't switch it unless you had like a focus player on it, is maybe, maybe CSM, maybe Tau. But I mean, the, the that five stack is mm. perfect. It's perfect synergy. This this to me looks like the for the meta at the moment. This is the perfect five pack. Uh, they they chucked up um, Bloody Rose. Well, they can either have Tau or they can have Creations of Bile. They're mm horrible horrible options or you put up your towel and then they're going to be like well towel's going to have the table pick it's going to be a light table towel list that's going to table 80 percent of players if they go first so mm -hmm. you know there's that that's the issue there as well and then they have all the medium operators they've only got one defensive list that i would say is proper defensive i mean even their novok list is aggressive even their necron list is built to be aggressive to go to go eat you in your boots in your deployment zone which i find is quite impressive i'm surprised <laughs> i haven't heard you use before eat them in their in boots, boots. Eat them yeah. in their boots. Yeah. Well, they, you, you're not going to go into their houses even when they have the boots off. So I think that makes sense. Yeah. Actually. I mean, the whole right? the whole point of eating them is to get those those sweet boots. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. Look, and, I went uh, down. I got. I got what you meant. You know. I, I, mean, I, I don't. You know, I don't know what to tell you, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. got a Peter Pan complex, apparently. Um, the one that stands out to me as being uh, uh, the sorry, the two that stand out to me as being possibly tailored for how they intend to wield them is the CSM and the Necrons. Both like so the, the CSM and the Necrons builds are both built to be far more aggressive than conventional. And then of course sisters just doing sisters things. Uh, they really only have one list with any shooting. Um, and that being the tower, everything else is is merely go get them. They gotta be expecting that terrain there. But look, speaking of which, uh, you know, like good deployment, good terrain, and all this kind of stuff. I I can't see the chat again. The chat is not behaving normally right now. But I, like Dustin, it looks like they've been talking about gene sealer cults for like five ten minutes. Have they? Yeah, yeah. They're talking about jackals right now. <laughs> like the chat takes on a life of its own if you're listening to us after the fact know that you Blake. can come and participate in this live and there's a whole another crew of folks just absolutely having a good time to i can't be a part see of this. <laughs> all right we, we don't get to see so much on this side right now right now it'll be fixed for next week so that is uh team feel no pain seven plus and they're absolutely my pick to win this um the next one i pulled out i only pulled out one other because it is, does take us a little bit more time um to unpack this is one dice troll uh, which I'm, I like, I like the name <laughs> of. Um, they have, and the reason I pulled out this five pack is because it has double knights in it. And I thought that was an interesting thing to unpack um, uh, in this meta. First up, he has Imperial Knights with Tyrannus having three big knights, four small knights. Then we have Tau, which is Farsight Enclaves with pretty much just three hammerheads um, being the archetype. Renegade Knights is Vectrix with one big and ten small. And then we have uh, conventional Necrons, good stuff, Expansions, Conquerors. It's good stuff plus two flyers, having two Doom Sites. And then lastly, we have Morty's Anvil. Uh, Death Guard, which is very mechanized. It's got a couple of rhinos. Three flesh mowers. Mm, uh, I love this list. Uh, I, this is like uh, Vetrix. That's the one that should do the reroll uh, with every shot. I think so. Yeah, it's the one free right? reroll. Is that correct? Might be. Might be incorrect. Might be the one where they they don't degrade as badly or something. I, I think it's. I think it's the. Real. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, chat and 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 panel here, but I, I think that's it. Absolutely love. Uh, this this uh, raft of list here. Yeah, this is all vehicles, boys. It's it's when you break it down, it's actually for it's actually vehicles. Um, we've got two night lists, of course, all vehicles, triple hammerheads, doom scythes in the necrons, and then fully mechanized death guard. It's it's a vehicle skew across a whole five pack of lists, which is why I wanted to pull this one out. And you see the differences between how they crafted the different knight builds. There's the Tyrannus build with the three big knights that I think has to be used as a put up, but then the other knight list, the renegade ones, has one big and ten small, so we can operate on any table. And so they've they've really crafted it around what they what tables picks that they need even inside this pack. And then they've got anti knight lists in and of themselves with the triple hammerheads. Uh, so I like this five pack. I think it's pretty good. That's the thing that gets me though is like that this skew towards thing is like things just casually take out vehicles. There's just a lot of casual meta melta mm. in the environment right now, and that's what's got me nervous. But I like where they went. Uh, how do you feel about it, Dustin? I like Anything the jumping out to vehicles you? in there. It's it's not like this is a haywire meta right now, right? So it's not. There's yeah. actually a lot of things that don't have that have their ability. You know, not not poison specifically, but there are things that don't uh, benefit against vehicles too. So I see the theme they're trying to go for here, and they built it right. They built their they brought their two knights. They brought mechanized Tau. They brought mechanized Death Guard, like and mechanized Necrons. Like those are the five best mech lists you can bring for teams. I think three flash I think so. 
yeah, three so. flesh mowers can, can do. <laughs> so uh, look, you you y'all know I love the flesh mowers or whatever, but you no. cannot discount anytime that there's that the heroic intervention from something that should not be able to heroic intervene, mm. and it's got six inches, and you can put it on an objective to where it's like you just dare people to come to score yeah. points. I'm all about this. This if you can flip one turn of a game in a critical, especially in a team matchup. You've won. You've won the thing. You've propelled yourself into the next round, and that cannot be discounted. And some of these things, these choices, enable them to be put in that position, which is cool. Uh, so yeah, that's the coverage from the GT Catalunya. Um, it should be an awesome freaking event. I'm always keen to see what Spain's up to. They're always doing such awesome stuff all the freaking time. I'm quite jealous. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> That's it, boys. Uh, what, yeah, what pick, can we pick a winner? Look, I know it's difficult in team events. Although you you can look at you know some some of the the history from from players and, and you know where they rank in the in the ITC and whatnot. Uh, but it's it's you know a team event can really be anybody's event. We only pulled out two teams, but the reason I pulled out the Feel No Pain Seven Plus is because I think they had the best five pack lineup for the meta, and I think they're they're going to win. If they're not win, I think they'll crush a okay. podium quite quite reliably. They're one of the, they're one of the strongest teams. We'll take that as the call. We don't ever have to look back because, again, we're always right. We're, we're always we're looking right. forward to we it so next weekend. Well, congratulations, Phil Pain 7 Plus. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> look, we're at the point of the show where we do a, now a little bit of a palate cleanser. If this is your first time here, first time listening to the show, we do a segment we call the Flagrant Rapido, where we get topics submitted from, you know, racing all over the world, friends of the show, uh, listeners, folks. Uh, sometimes these have to do with Warhammer. Sometimes they don't. Uh, but we put two minutes on the clock. Uh, production comes in and joins us. Richard, I don't know if you're in the background or people can hear you joining us or not, uh, where you uh, propose a question or a topic. We get to react for two minutes. At the end of that two minutes, the time is over. Never to revisit again. Never. And we move on to the next topic. What's uh, what's the general topic here? What do you think? Breakfast? Yeah, it's breakfast. There you go. Yeah. A little bit of... <laughs> well, that was... That was lame. <laughs> That's all I had. I don't know. Breakfast. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of burden to, to make this uh, exciting and uh, we do a show segment every week. Sometimes these are hit or miss. And this is like the great. Saturday Night Live stuff, man. You know, yeah. you got to give them a break. They do the show every know. week, and okay. the fact yeah. that they come up with fresh stuff. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to put a caveat on the first one for people that don't drink coffee. Uh, how do you take your tea? Okay. Um, okay. Who doesn't drink uh, coffee on this? How do you drink your coffee or tea? Who who doesn't drink coffee on this show? Uh, actually, I do. I do drink coffee. I do. Um, I'm a rare coffee drinker. I'll drink like maybe one a week. But you, that, that's still drinking it. I'll take it. Yeah. So I, it I drink. Well, I, I have like two or three cups of tea a day and I have like one coffee a week. It well, what do you, you, you still do what you put in your coffee, coffee though? I I prefer hazelnut or toffee nut and a da- and just enough milk to uh, change the color. That's what the, the heck I is it? Toffee? Okay, so coffee. you can't drink a coffee. I don't know. I don't know if you can milk a different coffee. color. I don't know. <laughs> of all the people I thought would have like a wank coffee preference, Paul was the least likely. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a burger and wings guy, and he's like, I want, I like toffee yeah. in my coffee. <laughs> I can't even order a splash of milk because nobody splashes it right. <laughs> I love this revelation. This has made this whole segment worth it. Yes. This, is, this is a very important revelation. I'm glad we've done this now. Um, I like just a latte, and I'll only I'll only get it when like I'm out of bre- I, like once a week. Me and my partner go out for a fancy breakfast or a brunch, and I'll get like just a regular latte. Um, she'll get one. She'll get like an latte and an oat milk eh, if if I'm feeling like mixing it up, maybe. But usually, yeah, just a latte. You're all you're all animals. You don't you don't actually drink coffee at all. Oh no! You just put you stuff have in black, it. like I have heart? black, black, oh, like wow. I like my coffee, like I like my heart, black. It's got to be easier though. <laughs> I, don't know, I bet well, you still get asked. So you don't want the this, that, and the other? Like I actually no, I, I do, I do, I do get asked like twice that I want a black. Like they ask, oh, what do you, what do you want in your coffee? Just black, like black, yes, black. Yeah. You'd be like in some place, like, and they burn it here. Like, don't do that. Oh, <laughs> that's why don't, I'm don't trying do. to help you. Yeah, that's, so that, that'd be fair too. My tea preference is for French Earl Grey, which I get loose leaf and put in this little make your Earl own Grey. tea bag oh, thing. And oh, it, 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 yeah. yeah, there we go. All right, what's your breakfast of champions? Mm. Ooh. Uh, I, 
I'm a big believer in uh, breakfast tacos or burritos. Like that's wow. You know what? That yeah. didn't surprise me actually. I, a I strong know, return. I don't know what TPA. I don't know what that explanation back, for. Back on, back on brand. <laughs> back on brand. We're we're better. We're 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 good now. Everything makes sense yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, what's yours, Dustin? So, I have uh, I have a very specific because I I do I, I do uh, workouts four times a week and on Saturdays I get together with a friend and we do a very big one and I always have my breakfast of champions after that morning workout and it's always steak, three eggs over easy with two pieces of toast and a Caesar salad. Nice, That's yeah, very and nice. a co- and a black coffee. Yeah, love well, it. I mean, yeah, we do that. <laughs> um, I like my one is like. A bit wanky. I like my wanky breakfast. So it's like one piece of bread with like three eggs on it and then some like mushroom, spinach, maybe, maybe a little bit of bacon. I'm actually, I'm actually going off meat. I actually am eating a lot less meat in my life and I'm not missing it that much because really? it's making when I, well, I value it a lot more when I have it because like once a week I'll go out and get a massive steak and it'll just be like the highlight of the week now. I respect choices. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that's my preference. Uh, growing up, uh, it would cream of wheat with uh toast and bacon torn up and mixed in with it as a kid that was my breakfast of hmm. champions like whenever we got that it was a, like a super treat okay I, I, there's, there's, it's, there's there's lighter ones too like but that one's my champion one i got normally i'll have like yogurt with strawberries in it or something like that that doesn't I, uh, sound like a I, champion, champion meal. That's what I mean. That's why I, uh, I didn't say that one. That one's just healthier. <laughs> I make my own chia pudding. I make my own chia pudding now, guys. This is this chia is, this pudding. Is that's, chia pudding is good though. What on it's earth delicious. is that? It's chia seeds in oh, like a, a milk. <laughs> he will never know. He's gonna go back to his <laughs> breakfast tacos. That's that's <laughs> it for Paul. What forty k faction has the best breakfast meal? I mean, what? this is this is actually simple when you break it down. Let me break it down. Break it down. How simple this is. Bacon only exists on Earth, so enough said. Yeah, true, yeah. true. <laughs> whatever, whatever the crew carnivores are eating. <laughs> oh, that's probably it's it all. It's entirely in the name, right there. I, I just just told you what the breakfast is. <laughs> I mean, tyranids, right? They eat the same thing all the time, so it's just the same well, thing. For them aren't they just? Aren't they made of biomass? I feel like I feel like biomass is just pure protein, and that's just great for the entire hive fleet. You know, it's the stuff that they feed you on the Matrix when you get woken up. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. I, yeah, I think I think Dustin, you actually nailed that though. Like tyranids just. Right. Everything is bre- everything could be breakfast. Breakfast is a meal any time yeah. of the day, twenty four hours a day. It's the and they will be dinner for them. That's, it is great. This yeah. is where we are. That's, that's the sun that's going twenty four seven in the high fleets. That's <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to like borrow <laughs> Dustin's phrase, but that's solved. Solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on. Next topic. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, why should you not <laughs> eat starchy breakfast cereal? That's a sugary, 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 starchy, sugary. Sure, whatever. Why should you not? You should. I know. I was going to say. Yeah, that's a silly question. Just be aware of what it's going to do to you and your body. Um, My favorite cereal used to be Cookie Crisp, and I don't know. I don't know if it still is, but it's up there. So, when I was a kid, remember when you remember when you go to a hotel and they give you the continental breakfast and you got the little packets of cereal? Do you guys ever have those? Little ones, yeah. my, my I, I had a pretty uh, not not financially awesome upbringing, and like Fruit Loops was like God, the the food of the gods. I I, I never I got it like on the specialist special Ambrosia, and I thought they were like the bee's knees, like when I'd get to have them when we were away at like a, a hotel or whatever, um, like once a, once in a blue moon. And so when I was older, I went and got a whole thing of of uh, Fruit Loops and ate like a whole bucket of Fruit Loops, and halfway through, I'm like. I think my heart hurts. <laughs> and I stopped. I haven't eaten them since. We should probably point out that we barely give 40K advice. We definitely don't give dietary advice. Oh, no. Don't listen to us for dietary advice, man. That's Somewhere not, between all of us, there is a happy center upon which mm-hmm. you could be a, you could survive. You could be a, a well-fed human being. And then it all might other include part. wings and tacos. Yeah. Wings, yeah. tacos, sugary cereals. Yeah. And coffee in your coffee. No dog. I there still we go. Get that one. Did that was still it? confusing. Dirty chai. Dirty chai is something I'm coming around to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man of culture. All right. We're, <laughs> we're solving it. Uh... We should pretend to solved. 
solved. There you go. Reset there. Uh, early riser or sleep in? <clears throat> which one do I want to do or which one do I do? <laughs> yeah. I, I used to be one of those insufferable morning people that could just bounce out of bed like on a dime. Oh, I hated you. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. my mid my mid thirties have just have annihilated that from orbit. Like, just <laughs> oh, cannot do I'm it. I'm one of those people now. Are but, you? Yeah, I'm not like one of those people that's like seven a.m. The day is half over. I'm not like that. Like, but I definitely you that you, know, you that meme get up that, and get stuff done. Cheery, so. smiling guy that's always in the office. Oh no, there's no cheer. Comfortable. I didn't say cheer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just walking. Hey, everybody! Good morning. Welcome to, to, to work. There's none morning. of that. I'm Paul Murphy, and we're going to start work today. No cheer. <laughs> is your family looking at you weird right now? <laughs> Across the room? Oh, they know. They know. They're confirmed. Zero They're well cheer. Aware. They're all done. Gets done early. <laughs> okay. Was, if they've correct. accepted it, that's good. Uh, uh, but yeah, I really, st- I really struggle to get out of bed at the moment. Like I, 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 I think it was the Rona when the Rona started, and I had like I started work, work, and I was working from home and started at nine o'clock, and my alarm was set to eight fifty, and I'd roll out of bed, literally make a cup of tea, sit down, start my computer, and I stopped getting up early. I just stopped. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten up at like seven earlier than seven o'clock in the morning unless I'm catching a flight. But that's the thing, like commute times. Like my commute is now just working time. You know, I, you know, that's kind of thing with uh, with mm. doing remote. That's the thing too, right? COVID kind of messed me up for that too. That's why I've forced myself to do those early morning, like go go to the get up and go to the gym because then you actually have mm. something that you get up for. Because my commute to to work right now is ten seconds, so I need <laughs> to do something. <laughs> so nice. I'm. I am definitely a sleep in kind of guy, but I'm trying to force myself to get up every day at a, like an earlier time than I normally would for like work. Wacko. Awesome. Nice. All right. Oh, this one's this one's controversial. Bacon, ham, or sausage? How Jeez. controversial is this going to be, though? <laughs> I feel like you guys should know this. Yeah. Really? Is it? Because to me, it's not controversial at all. It's like it's black and white, like my coffee. Yeah. Is is it? I mean, yeah. it's not dead, like the days of the week around right now. Who's who's gonna drop it? It's not ham. Just get. Let's no, just get that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. All right. There it's we go. Yeah. Okay. Ham. The guy got one of the eliminated. <laughs> Unless right, cool. it's we in hash browns at Waffle House. Uh, <laughs> well, you can't get really either of those other things in the hash browns at Waffle House. Sure. Uh, uh, so like, on like uh, eggs Benedict or something that kind of stuff. You ham, ham hock. On eggs Benedict is quite nice, mm. like, it's quite delicious. Um, but it's like—is it, is it just bacon? Are we are we just dancing it's around? Bacon. It's bacon. bacon. No, it definitely is the best. Yeah, yeah, that is like the, the champion, of course. There we uh, go. But you can yeah. make a strong case for sauce, especially like I mean, are we counting chorizo in the sausages? You know, because we've been making some to mean chorizo and egg sandwiches. Dude, a sausage can be—I mean, bacon is just bacon, and you just have it thick, thin, or chunked. Whereas sausage is like a thousand different things. But like I, my my partner's from like her background comes from Eastern Europe and she's got me onto like blood sausage where it's like oh, it's literally no, no meat in it. It's no, literally no meat in it. It's just like rice and blood. And that, I'm coming mm. around to that stuff. That stuff is delicious. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Are you becoming vegetarian, and, Adam? And that is a sausage. Uh, no, I just ate a blood sausage. Like, got to get that iron. Um, but yeah, the uh, but yeah, sausage is a lot of different things. It's still bacon though. No, there is no sausage on earth that is going to make me give up. That's going to make me say it is better than bacon. No, I don't think so. But not not like not the pea meal bacon. Just like I mean, actual the real yeah. bacon. Yeah, actual like and, uh, and, American the, bacon. The only right, thing that's, that's better. Is then better than one is when you put the two together and have a bacon wrapped sausage, which I I got from a freaking roadhouse on the way from New Orleans to, to yeah. Florida. And I was just Dipped like, in ham this, fat. Is, this is peak America. With right some here. cheese on it. Some and, cheese. Uh, oh, no, I, had a, I had a double brisket burger in one hand and a bacon wrapped sausage in the other. And I was like, oh, America. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Hey, <laughs> look, that's our show. As you just, you know, talking about eating, but that is our palate cleanser that we do at the end of every show. You know, we talk about a lot of stats and a lot of, you know, things and strategies or whatever. And then we just have fun here at the end. And it's a pleasure when y'all come along this journey with us. If you made it this far, please do not forget to subscribe, like it. Look, again, you made it this far. You might as well click that button and do something for us. Also, check out the Frontline Gaming website. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Adam and Dustin, I've had a great Always time running through this stuff. Always a pleasure hanging out with you, gents.
Good luck in Nova. Chat. Yeah, good luck. Oh, thank you. Uh, appreciate everybody coming in, in the chat. I know we did not, we, like, it was behaving kind of weird. We didn't get to see all the comments. Isn't it? They're in there now. It's amazing. We'll be back I was saying next most of week. It. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they were coming out of your mouth. They're like, coming out of my mouth, next man. to your head. <laughs> so good. Some uh, of you, I saw some of you catch on to that. Yeah, grab over the weekend <laughs> to these events. Uh, check out the events that are coming up. Play a lot of 40K. We'll see y'all next week. See ya.